As the great Stoic philosopher Epictetus once said, no man is free who is not master of himself. Self-oppression is one of the most common paths to misery in life. How many times do we play it small because the voice of fear inside of our heads whispers or sometimes maybe even shouts and screams at us to play it safe? To play it small, to stay where it's easy, where it's convenient, where it's known. To stay within the confines of what we've already experienced. It's why we you know, refuse to dance at parties when we really want to out of fear of judgment of others. It's why we fail to connect deeply with our loved ones because we're scared to truly open up and share our honest thoughts. It's why we're afraid to stand up for what's right out of fear of being judged and ostracized. It's why we're afraid to you know, transcend the ordinary limits of our current confines and conditions. Why we're afraid to go and work out harder than we've ever had before. It's why we're afraid to eat better than we ever have before. It's why we're afraid to start that business or start that relationship or get more in touch with ourselves when we truly feel like that's the path that we should be taking in life. And so fear is the silent assassin of our dreams. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us small. It keeps us limited. And so today we're going to discuss three powerful tools that are going to help you overcome the silent assassin of your dreams and start to step more into growth, more into this self-actualization and self-actualized version of yourself. So the first key, the first idea here really is that fear is a liar. We tend to believe that the thoughts that we have running in our heads are actually true. Why? Because they're inside of us, right? And so we have this mistaken notion that just because we have a thought means it is automatically true. And nothing could be further from the truth. And I realize the irony in that. Just because you have a thought does not make it true. Our brain is inherently designed to keep us alive, to keep us safe, to protect us from danger. And so all day long, it will essentially pop up these thoughts, these ideas, these messages of, you can't do this, this seems scary, you can't trust that person, you can't put yourself out there, you can't take a stand for that because who are you really? Are you really worthy and you don't really deserve this? We have these thoughts popping up all day long of like, stay away from this and stay away from that because our brain is trying to essentially keep us from danger. Now, this is important, right? This can be really useful, but most of the times in our lives, that fear is simply a made-up voice. It's a subjective you know, experience of life that we project onto the world saying, hey, this is dangerous when in fact, most likely it isn't. As Robin Sharma says, bad day for ego is a great day for you. And so many times in our lives, what we're really protecting is not our physical body, it's really our ego. It's when we're afraid to stand up for, you know, fear of being judged, right? It's an ego thing. And so what we understand really is that just because we have a fear does not make it a reality, does not make it an actually bad thing. It may simply be that our ego is afraid of being hurt. And that's not necessarily always a bad thing. So that's the first thing. Just because you have a fear, just because you have a negative self-limiting thought does not make it true. 
So what do we do then? How do we go about overcoming these thoughts and why do we realize, hey, they're simply made up. These fears, these doubts, they're simply illusions of the mind created to you know, artificially protect ourselves and our egos. How do we go about overcoming them? Well, the process is very simple. It's mental replacement. If you think about the difference between an athlete and a non-athlete, between a smoker and a non-smoker, between someone able to connect very deeply with their loved ones and someone not able to do that, between someone that fearlessly jumps into, you know, and courageously jumps into the fire, like a firefighter and someone running away. What's the difference? It's self-talk. It's how you think about the specific situation that you're in. For me, for example, I've been an athlete my entire life. I've run pretty much every single day over the last 10 years. I work out once or twice every single day. And so how do I think about running? Well, I think it's the greatest thing in the world, right? I think it allows me to you know, connect with other people, to discover new places, to push my comfort zone, to create more energy and more happiness than virtually anybody else in the world. It allows me to just become the person, the man that I want to be. And so yet, how does someone that hates exercise think about running? Well, it's painful, it's sweaty, right? It's, it's disgusting, right? You may not know, you don't have the perfect training plan, you don't have the perfect shoes, right? It's like There's all of these limiting thoughts that keep you stuck. And obviously, if you compare the two types of self-talk, one of them is gonna make you work out more, while the other is gonna keep you from working out because it's the most painful thing in the world. What we associate pain and pleasure to dictates what we move towards and what we run away from. It's one of the most powerful things you can do in your life is to analyze your self-talk, to study yourself essentially and figure out what are you saying to yourself right now that keeps you stuck, that keeps you limited, that keeps you playing it small in that safe version that you've been in the past. What is that and you can make, by the way, here? Two columns. One with all the negative stuff that you're saying to yourself, all the self-doubts of I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I can't handle this, I don't know how to do this. And then on the other side, what you want to do is you want to mentally replace the negative stuff with something positive instead. So the best metaphor I can give you here is if right now I tell you, you know, if you imagine your, your fears as a golden crocodile and I tell you, do not think about, I repeat, do not think about the golden crocodile, aka your fears. What are you thinking about in this moment? Golden crocodile, isn't it? Because your brain cannot think in these negative terms. You cannot say, do not think about the negative stuff. Do not think about your fears. What your brain will be focused on is your fears. So what you want to do instead is you want to mentally replace the golden crocodile, the old negative limiting story with something positive instead. And so right now for this moment, Think about the most beautiful, elegant, strong pink elephant you've ever like thought of in your life, right? Think about the most beautiful pink elephant you can imagine. Right now, what do you focus on? Probably not the pink, probably not the golden crocodile anymore, right? You focus on the pink elephant. Why? Because of mental replacement. Instead of saying, I don't want to think about the negative stuff anymore, what you're saying is, I do want to think about the positive, beautiful stuff. And so this is where the second column comes in here, right? You figure out the positive vision of yourself, of your life, what you want to focus on, what you want to think about. I'm strong, I'm courageous, and what a beautiful opportunity for me to push my comfort zone. What a beautiful opportunity for me 
to really figure out what I'm truly made of, to inspire others, to stay strong for my family. Whatever it is, you want to use that process of mental replacement to go away from focusing on fear to focusing on who you truly want to be. And so that's really the next key here. And the last thing I want to share with you guys is simply romancing your discomfort zone. We human beings, we essentially have two motives for action, approach or avoidance, meaning get closer towards something or run away and avoid it as much as possible. And so what happens then is these are essentially signals to our brain about the danger that we experience outside in the world. When you avoid something deliberately over and over and over again, that is a signal to your brain that whatever I'm avoiding must be incredibly dangerous. Therefore, run away again and again and again. And so you can imagine your fears as a fire and time as the wood. The more time passes, the more wood we throw into that fire, the more it grows and grows and grows. And so what happens then when you keep running away from things, the fears become bigger. And so the way to overcome that, to change a trajectory, is by instead of avoiding it, we want to start approaching our fears. And this process has been around in psychology for decades now. If you're scared of something, the way to overcome it is not by avoiding what you're scared, by actually approaching what you're scared of. A couple of years ago, for, for most of my life, in fact, I was scared of dogs, right? And met some, met some bad experiences as a child. And so I was always afraid. I was always avoiding dogs and whatever you know, opportunity I had. And so a couple of days ago, uh, years ago, when I met my best friend, he has a dog, right? And so I used this as an opportunity to overcome that fear. So what happened? I first met the dog, right? He'd you know, jump up on me and I was really scared, right? Fear spiked. And, you know, I was like sort of, you know, trying to avoid it a little bit and stuff. But I stayed in there, right? So the dog was jumping up and on, like, you know, running around my legs. And so over time, that fear that had spiked before went down again. Because my brain realized, hey, I'm in this scary situation, but nothing bad is happening. And so I recovered again, right? So what did I do next? Well, I got a little bit closer, right? I started patting the dog, right? I started feeding him some food, right? And again, fear spiked. But at some point, brain realized again, I'm safe right now. Nothing bad is happening. And so it went down again. Well, courage went up. And so next time, what did I do? Well, I went even closer, right? I started cuddling and playing and patting him, right? Again, fear spiked for a moment, but my brain realized, hey, I'm actually safe. And so fear went down again while courage went up. And that's really the process of romancing our discomfort or growth zone, as I like to call it, right? The more often we get into that experience of, hey, this feels a little bit scary, it feels like uneasy, it feels uncomfortable, your brain will realize in those moments, hey, I'm actually okay. When you start speaking to a group of people, right, and our fear starts to spike, well, the next time it's gonna be easier for you. When you start approaching that random stranger in the street, the first couple times it's gonna be very difficult, your heart will start pounding, but over time you'll realize, I'm feeling okay. And so what you wanna do over and over and over again is simply approach the things that you're scared of, to enter the forest where it's darkest, to fight that dragon essentially over and over again, because as a result of that, the fear does not only grow smaller, but you actually grow stronger. And so it is this holistic approach where overcoming one fear simultaneously gives you the skills, the strengths, the courage to also overcome other fears in your life. And so right now, I wanna challenge you to not just listen to this video, but to pick one fear in your life 
that is currently holding you back. It might be the fear of public speaking. It might be a fear of going to the gym for, you know, fear of like, I don't really know what to do there. It might be the fear of connecting deeply with your loved ones and sharing your honest truth. It might be a fear of, you know, starting your own business or doing whatever it is, you know, dancing at parties. And I want to encourage you to start using these three keys to first of all, understand that fear is a liar, that it's a subjective expectation or subjective reality that you've created. If you've created it, if you've created this figment of your imagination, you can also destroy it and shatter it. By what? Through mental replacement, by figuring out what's the negative self-talk that's holding me back right now and what are some positive things I can start saying to myself that allow me to transcend that. And then lastly, what you want to do is you want to start approaching it. You want to start romancing your comfort zone. You want to start getting in there as much as possible because the more time you spend with your fears, the more they're going to be diminished and the more your courage and your strengths will soar and rise. And that's my challenge for you guys today. Hope you have a beautiful day and see you soon.